the other day we went out shopping at an outlet mall, which I hadn't been to in forever, but my boys and I were waiting outside of uh, one of the stores waiting for my husband and his dad to come out and we're just sitting on the bench and I looked over at my boys next to me and I just had like one of those moments of how on earth did they get so big? The sun was shining on them and I, I took the chance to take a couple pictures of them and seriously guys, my 11 year old looked like a total teenager. He was sitting there, you know, like leaning forward with his elbows on his knees and his feet are as big as mine. I just don't remember ever giving them the permission to get that big. <laughs> and yet that's what we want, right? Like as moms, we want our kids to grow, to get bigger. It's normal. It's healthy. It's good. And yet we just don't normally see it happening in real time. You know, they just, these small little changes over time, suddenly we look and we're just amazed at it. And the same process can happen in our marriage too. Although typically by the time we turn and look at our husband sitting on the couch or sleeping next to us, the thoughts aren't normally, wow, look at that. It's typically or can be more of a, who even is he anymore? He's not the same man that I married. Or maybe something deep inside you feels like, when did we grow so far apart? I barely even recognize him. He's not the same man you married. The longer length of time that you have been married is a direct correlation with probably the amount of change that's happened. Maybe you look at it with a positive perspective, like, wow, look at the man he's grown up to be, especially if you've been with him since you guys were kids and you remember how he used to be. But what if you don't like the changes that you see? What if you don't feel like you can take it or deal with it anymore? Today, I'm going to break it down to the four keys to staying committed when you suddenly start noticing that your husband has changed. So go grab your coffee and get ready, because here we go. This isn't a game of ding dong ditch, and don't worry, I'm not a solar panel salesman. I'm just here to see you, friend. Whether you have spit up stains and cluttered counters, or you're still in your heels from work and just getting dinner started. Take a minute and come sit with me. Welcome to the JAR podcast with your host, Lydia, certified teacher, homeschool boy mom, oh Lord help me, and marriage ministry leader, bringing you tough lessons from my own journey to soul health and wholeness. Together each week, we'll discuss our struggles, pain, and shame. We'll combat labels and lies with biblical truth, and we'll work through our mess and come out stronger, more confident, and rooted in our identity in Christ. So move your pile of laundry over. Better yet, let me help you fold it while we talk. Thanks for letting me in. Now let's get real. Whether you're new here or have been listening for a while, come join the Christian Wife and Marriage community on Facebook. This is where all the listeners from now 40 countries and counting hang out together, discuss topics based on these episodes, and you can be in community with other wives and women that want the same thing. Wholeness, rooting or reclaiming their identity in Christ, healing from shame, and more. So head over to Facebook, click on the search bar, and type in Christian Wife and Marriage Community, or just go to the show notes and click on the link. And I hope to see you over there. So we've been talking about change this whole month of January, 
And really at the risk of repeating myself too much, I suggest going back and listening to the past few episodes. Today, I, I want to keep it simple. And as an army brat, I enjoy a good acronym or two. So I'm breaking down these four keys to staying committed through change with the word same. S-A-M-E. Same. <laughs> Suddenly took me back to the days of teaching first grade and giving spelling tests. Anyway, let's jump into today's topic because I feel like change, like we've talked about before in the other episodes, it's something that we either love it and we enjoy a good challenge when it comes to being changed or going through changes or we see the positive side in it or you hate it, you resist it, you can't stand it, you don't know what to do with it. Regardless of which side you stand on, I think these four keys will really help you to view your husband in a new light, that he is someone that Christ is working on, working on transforming, and it'll remind us that as wives, we, for one, cannot change our husbands, that it truly is God's job, the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, and it's not us. We can't control change, but we can invoke some change with the way that we respond. So as we walk through this, keep that in mind. And also just that these are based off of my own experiences, me kind of dissecting what helped me during a time when my marriage was falling apart, and also what continues to help me. And I need to remember these as well. So what's funny is that as I plan these things, I have learned A long time ago, I learned how to listen to the way that God reveals things to me. And he did that for me again today. Because as I was planning this episode and telling my husband about it, I called him back in the room real quick because I said, you've got to see this. I mean, I don't question it anymore. It's not coincidental to me. Just look at what God just did. So I told him how I was using an acronym. And I'm going to get started here with the first one with S, SEEK. And y'all, I'm not even kidding. I opened another tab um, to go to BibleGateway.com to search the word seek. And the verse that was in my head, I didn't remember the reference. But before I even typed anything in, the verse of the day was the verse that was in my head. Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And I just had to laugh because that's just the way God is, and he's so good to even confirm something small as this. So S is for seek. Seek the Lord first. 1 Kings 22 verse 5 says, But Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, First, seek the counsel of the Lord. And maybe y'all have some really good friends or you're really close with your mom and you have a tendency to pick up the phone before you fold your hands and pray. Yeah, I'm guilty too. So just a reminder that we need to be seeking the Lord first. Not our friends, not books, not Google, and not your own mind. We need to be seeking 
his will and his wisdom and his ways and asking him to help us to understand what's going on. When we notice change in our husband, whether it's something that you've pointed out to him and he's not aware of or he's brought it to your attention or somehow it's come up in conversation or maybe it's been a source of contention for a while and it's been a cause for arguments and it's kind of an ongoing thing, stop and seek. Stop and seek the Lord. Ask him to help you understand the situation and how to even see it as an opportunity to work on a solution together. You know, it can be so easy to let it be a divisive thing, to let it separate you and cause you to look at your spouse differently when one or the other changes. It's new, it's different, maybe it's not something that's even good, and it's easy to not take the time to understand why. And as his teammate, his helper, it's important to, to seek to find ways to support him, whether it's in this new change or to come out of that change. And then seek to, to understand by asking open-ended questions in a conversation with him, especially if he's not quite sure what you're talking about or what changes you see in him. Asking open-ended questions like, why do you think you need to drink every night? What is it about this new thing that you're doing that makes you want to continue doing it? What are the benefits? And not in a condescending way, but coming to him to truly understand what is this pull or this draw and start that conversation. And through time, if it still is, you still don't understand or you're having trouble communicating about this and yet you want to stay committed Seek guidance if necessary. Call your pastor. Call a mentor friend to come over or meet them for coffee. Ask for their help in in seeking understanding if you're truly attempting to come toward him on this and not to point fingers or not to elevate yourself or not to pin it against him. And one of the best resources that I can recommend in seeking guidance in many areas of marriage but also in understanding your spouse and yourself in your role in the marriage is a a marriage ministry called Re-Engage. And this is not sponsored or anything. I just know how much it has helped my husband and me, so much so that we became small group leaders in this ministry and helped about three dozen couples work through it after we did. And it was life-changing. And so I'll link it in the show notes, but basically it's where you learn through about four months. You use a workbook and you have small groups and you work through how to apply biblical principles to your marriage to improve it, to heal it, to grow. And so I cannot recommend it enough, but that is one way that you can seek guidance if it comes down to it. So the next key is A, analyze. Analyze yourself and Ask the Lord to reveal to you a few things. First, analyze what is your role in this dynamic between the two of you. Is your role to sit back and listen while he works through something? Is it to help him to understand something and help him seek the right counselor or mentor or even professional help? Is it to come to an agreement with him if he wants to work on this thing that 
has changed in him? Or is it simply to encourage and support him and learn to love this new thing in him? Also ask the Lord to reveal to you and analyze what season of life are you in right now? Are you in a season of being newlyweds and no kids and you're just trying to figure each other out? And the changes that you see maybe existed before and then you're just kind of surprised by it? And how do you handle it? Or is this a season of tired, new parenthood and you're both exhausted and your main goal is to keep little kids alive and so there's just not much time to pay attention to each other and then suddenly you realize that and you look up and holy smokes, he's different, you're different, you look different. And you're treating each other differently than you thought you ever would. Another way to analyze yourself is to ask, does it have anything to do with you and the changes you yourself are going through? Or maybe something that you caused? Is he dealing with something that's caused by you? Typically, that's easier to see in kids when you as the mom are, you know, yelling at them. So then they cry or you got angry about something and suddenly you wonder why your kid is sneaking food and they're reacting to you and the way that you are treating them. Maybe, just maybe, some of the changes that you see in your husband over time have been him reacting to little things in you and how you treat him. And that might be tough to hear and that either might not be the case for you for this particular change but it just might be. And it might take time for the Lord to reveal that to you because you probably don't want to hear it in the first place. It's probably hard to identify, but it's important to get to the bottom of it. If you have been a certain way and your husband in the way that he has attempted to be in communication with you or avoid conflict because of the way that you, you bring things up, Whatever it is, is there anything? And truly seek, again, seek the answer and analyze yourself first before you expect any change from your husband. And then another question to ask is what can you do to prepare or endure or help your marriage thrive? Analyze the the different ways that you can help. How can you endure a change if it's temporary? How can you prepare to be the best wife and helper and teammate for him if it truly is a new season and he is different now? And how can you make it thrive? One thing I go back to when I was thinking about this was one day when my husband came to me and said, I don't remember being such an angry person. And y'all, he's not even that really, but he had a moment and made it kind of realize like, oh, I never used to deal with things in life this way, or I don't remember ever feeling like this, this strongly. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? I see it as a good thing. No, maybe not the way that you said that or the, the volume you said it at, but I see it as an indication that you care. I see it as an indication of growth in you because where before you probably avoided even thinking about this, you care. And so sometimes change might look negative, but you can help your husband to even thrive through change 
by being patient and being perceptive like that. And so that leads me to M, mindset. When I think about navigating change, so much of it has to do with our minds, our thought life. Feelings and actions stem from those thoughts. And then suddenly we realize, why are we acting this way? Why do I feel this way about him? Why am I treating him differently? Why am I giving him the cold shoulder? Why am I being snippy at him? Trace it back to those thoughts. And I've got episodes on that too. But this key to staying committed through those changes, again, comes back to you. If you want to be fully committed, you got to water your own grass. This analogy is probably one you've heard before, but instead of looking over at your neighbor's grass and thinking, oh man, they have such green grass. I wish my grass was that green. <sighs> and then looking at your own grass as, well, maybe we'll just move. We'll just go to a place that has greener grass and leave this dry brown grass here. I mean, honestly, I feel like that some days because right now my dogs are dragging in all of the dry winter grass into my house. I sweep like three times a day. But the point is, you got to water your own grass. If something's dying, if grass is dying, it might look like it, but once you start watering it, it comes back to life. And really, it's a matter of deciding, am I going to be committed to what I have right here, right now, and water that, and shift your mindset back to a place of remembering your vows, remembering, remembering your covenant, remembering the blessing that you have and the purpose of your marriage, then don't let something like comparison or envy or desire for something different pull you away from your mission as a wife to water your own grass, to be there for your own husband, and to love him well. And so the next part of mindset is to pray and obey. If the Lord in the other steps above in revealing things to you has revealed some things that you need to change in order to meet your husband at his change, then there's nothing else to do but obey. It might not be easy. It might not feel good. It might require you to communicate differently. It might require you to set some boundaries with friends or family that normally you would have just picked up the phone and complained about what's going on in your marriage. Or it might mean making some choices that you didn't think you needed to make. But regardless, if the Lord has revealed that to you and called you to do those things, then I know that the blessings on the other side of obedience are going to be there and you're going to see that. Another thing with mindset is that it's just important to remember God's unchanging nature and character. How reassuring is it to know that no matter what changes in your marriage or who changes or how they change, God never does. And you can rely on that. You can lean into that. You can say a prayer in the middle of feeling frustrated with your husband's changes. You can thank God for the fact that he never changes. And that alone helps you walk back into a conversation or walk back into the room with him and treat him differently because you're confident in your unchanging God. No matter what kind of changing circumstances or character you see around you. So the final one, E, in the four keys to stay committed is encourage. You are, as a wife, there to affirm your husband's identity in Christ. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore encourage one another and build each other up. You have a special ability to inspire your husband to action and to foster growth, 
Of course, that ability sometimes is mishandled, and I will be the first to admit, instead of inspiring to action, it's more like criticizing to behavior management. (laughs) And that's, you know, that's not the goal. We're all a work in progress, but the goal is to remind him of his identity in Christ, consistently point him back to the word of God, consistently pray over him and with him, and to foster growth and action by making changes ourselves and worrying about controlling our responses. You know, staying committed when your husband changes doesn't mean that you're silently standing by, just accepting it. You know, it might mean challenging him as iron sharpens iron to help him see or determine if the changes he's making align with the will of God in God's word. If you notice that he has changed, maybe take a second and realize you probably have too. You probably haven't stayed the same as you were in the beginning of your marriage. I think if any of us stay exactly the same, we haven't grown. So take the time and apply these, this acronym. S, are we seeking the Lord? A, are we analyzing the situation before reacting and asking the Lord to show us how we can be helpful and loving and encouraging? And M, are we shifting our mindset to one that is trusting an unchanging God during these uncertainties or giving into every worry and fear? And E, are we encouraging our husbands to be the men God's called them to be, supporting them in that walk and loving them as well as we allow God to work in them and we're not in control? We're going to continue this conversation over in the Facebook group. So if you're not a part of it, go to Christian Wife and Marriage Community on Facebook or click in the show notes and I will see you over there. And I just want to leave you with this verse. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Loads of love, Lydia. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. I'll see you next Saturday, same time, same place.